Hello everyone. Today we're moving on to chapter two of our novel. Um, so again, we'll begin with our new vocabulary for this chapter. Corn circle. A flat circular area in a field of corn. Some people believe aliens make corn circles. Combine. In this case, we're referring to a combine harvester. And that's a huge machine that cuts the crop separates the seed from the stem and cleans the grain all at the same time. Extraterrestrials, also known as aliens. Ancestors, people related to you who lived a long time ago. On the contrary, the opposite. Poacher, a person who catches and kills animals illegally. Binocular vision, that means that you use both eyes to see something. Humans have binocular vision. So let's get started then. Harriet's Hair by Dick King Smith, Chapter 2. Suddenly, a dog barked. Harriet turned to see her father coming down the hill towards the cow pasture. The old sheepdog ran, running ahead of him. Bran's barking said quite clearly today, as every day, Come along, you silly cows, whatever you're doing. It's time for milking. And as soon as the farmer opened the gate, Bluebell, the master cow, whose right it was to be first through any gate, began to climb up the trackway through the home paddock, the rest of the herd following behind her. That's my dad, said Harriet but she found that she was talking to herself, for the hare had vanished. She climbed over the gate of the wheat fields and ran towards her father. Patty, he said in astonishment, what in the world are you doing out so early? Harriet thought quickly. Can you keep a secret? Quiz had said. She must say nothing about him. There's a corn circle, Dad, she cried, in our wheat field. I saw it from my bedroom window. Leaving Bran to take the cows on up the hill, the farmer walked back with her to the cornfield. I've heard about these, Hattie, he said, but I've never seen one except in photos. What made it, Dad, do you think? There's lots of theories. Some say badgers rolling in the corn but it would have taken a hundred giant badgers to make this. Most likely it's caused by a kind of whirling vortex of wind, like a tornado. Though, of course, there's always the nutters who say that corn circles are made by spacecraft. That's rubbish, said Harriet. It is, said her father. Somewhere in the standing corn there was a rustling noise. Rabbit in there said Harriet's father. Or a hare, perhaps, said Harriet. Could be. They better be out of it before I put the combine in. He takes his gun with them when he rides the combine, Harriet thought. I must warn Whiz. When will this field be fit, Dad, do you think? Her father pulled off an ear of wheat, rubbing it between his hands to free the kernels and then chewing them to test their ripeness. Not long now, he said. 
From the top of the hill, Bran barked. Again, there was no mistaking the meaning. The cows are in the yard. I've done my bit. So what do you expect me to do now? Milk them. Come on, Hattie, said her father. I've got work to do. So have I, said Harriet. I'm going to load the washing machine before I start getting your breakfast. And the downstairs needs dusting. I'd forgotten, said her father. It's the start of your school summer holidays, isn't it? Yes, said Harriet, but there's lots of work to be done. Poor girl, thought her father, as he let the first cows into the milking parlour. She's had to grow up fast without mother. Though I think she's mostly forgotten her now, which I never shall. I just worry that it's not much fun for Hattie stuck here alone with me. What she needs is a bit of magic in her life. Children believe in magic. She probably thinks the corn circle was made by extraterrestrials. Load of rubbish. Later that morning, when the washing was in the dryer and she had flicked a duster about, a woman came from the village twice a week to do the cleaning. Harriet went back down to the corn circle. She half expected to see Wiz waiting for her, but the circle was empty. Where had he gone? When would she see him again? Would she see him again? Like her, he was on holiday, but the fact that she was staying here on Longhanger Farm didn't mean that he was. He could go wherever he liked. She trudged back across the cow pasture. He might be miles away by now, loping across the downs, simply enjoying being a hare with no thought for her at all. Just then, she saw not five metres away, a brown shape squatting motionless in a clump of grass, long ears flattened to its head. Whiz! she cried, and at the sound of her voice, the hare leaped up from its form and sped away. Come back! called Harriet, but to no avail, and she felt the prick of tears as the animal disappeared through the nearest hedge. He didn't want to have anything more to do with her. Never again would she speak with the magical visitor from Pars. Or maybe, thought Harriet, I'm going potty, and I just imagined it all. Wrong hair, said a voice behind her. Oh, whiz, cried Harriet. Am I glad to see you? I was beginning to wonder. She stopped. If you dreamed the whole thing, said the hare. Yes, no, I, I don't know what to think. Did you tell your father about me? No, I promise not to. But whiz, you must be careful because soon... He'll be harvesting the wheat, and that means he's going round and round the field on a big machine called a combine, and he shoots any rabbits that run out, especially at the end, when there's only a little square of corn left in the middle. People eat rabbits, you see. But I'm not a rabbit. Hares too, said Harriet. People eat hares, said Whiz. I'm afraid so, 
Jogged hair is very good. Jogged. Yes. Cut up in bits and stewed with wine and herbs. Sorry, but they do. How primitive, said Will. So bad for you, all this meat eating. How fortunate that I chose to become a hare and not a tiger. Your grass is really excellent. Are you all vegetarians on Paris? asked Harriet. Absolutely. No one kills anything for food. But what about wars? People here on Earth are always killing one another. So pointless, said Quiz. You really are still like savages. We Parsians like to live as long as possible. Admitt admittedly, we haven't cracked the riddle of everlasting life, but we like to reckon on a couple of hundred years or so apiece before we're bottled. Bottled? We don't bury bodies or burn them like you barbarians, said the hare. We preserve our dead in a special solution, standing upright in bottles. There must be very big bottles, said Harriet. No, we're very small people. All you need is a couple of shelves and you can keep all your ancestors. You never really lose anyone. How horrible, thought Harriet. She felt suddenly angry. I lost my mum, remember, she said. I'm so sorry, Harriet, said the hare. I, I do apologise. I wasn't thinking what I was saying. Too fond of the sound of my own voice. That's my trouble. Will you forgive me? Harriet nodded. You didn't mean any harm, she muttered. On the contrary, said Quiz. I should like to do you some good. Perhaps I'll be able to one of these fine days. And talking of fine days, I must remember to watch out for your father on his combine. I want to get back to Pars in one piece. Yes, said Harriet. You must be careful, Quiz. It isn't only Dad. You might meet a poacher with a gun or with dogs, or a fox might get you in the night, or you might be run over on the roads. Good heavens, said the hare. Maybe I should have been a tiger after all. I'm glad you're not, said Harriet. And she knelt down and stroked the hare's tawny back. I'm sorry I snapped at you, Fizz, she said. I deserved it, said the hare. We're friends again, aren't we? Harriet said. Certainly, said Wiz. You are literally my one and only friend on earth. He stood up on his hind legs and turning his head slightly to the side, gazed up the hill towards the farmhouse. Eyes on the side of one's head are a nuisance, he said. We Parsians have 360 degrees sight, stalk eye, you know, and even you humans have binocular vision. But a hare, it seems, doesn't see straight ahead too well. Which is your bedroom? The right-hand one of the upper windows, said Harriet. That's mine. I might come up and pay you a visit sometime, said Wiz. But how? Hares can't climb up walls. I'm an unusual hare. 
Well, for goodness sake, don't let Dad catch sight of you or our dog, Ran. They won't see me, said Wiz, but I'll be seeing you. And he lolloped away across the field. So that's chapter two. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, maybe you'd consider using your summary writing template to recap on the chapter or just retell it to somebody at home. Until next time, slang a fool.